Welcome to the Front Porch Theology Podcast. My name is Heather Cook, and I'm your host, and I'm here with... Jeremy. And Will. I felt like I was racing you. You you always are. You're always <laughs> jumping in. He's always got a one-up yet, don't he? It's true. All right, guys. How are you all? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I, I had a good lunch. Um, Will asked me where I wanted to go. I said, I want to go to Wendy's. And he goes, <laughs> I'll take his sheets. <laughs> so, you know, there was that, but... Yeah, the reason he had a great lunch is because I'm such a good friend. I knew where he actually wanted to go. Knew, he was yeah. trying to, so he was trying to say where he thought I wanted to go. Yeah, and then I just took him where he really wanted to go. Yeah, because that's what a good. We're friend such does. good friends. We don't even really need to talk. That's We're, true. Like we can actually just kind of know each other. Most staff so. meetings is just staring at one another. Yeah, and we get a lot accomplished. <laughs> so, well, okay. I actually um, want to talk about talking. Ooh, what? I want to talk about talking. Talk about talking, all right. Um, I want to know if y'all are lexicoders mm-hmm. or opticoders. I'm an opticoder. Well, really, I would like to you? know what those mean first before I'm, I am. I'm a lexicoder. Are you really? Yeah. That didn't surprise me. Um, so there's a there's a, a an article that's been circulating the internet, and it's, it's <laughs> gone pretty viral. Um, I, feel I don't know like if you guys have seen it or law. not. But it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like a college student who recently made a discovery that not everyone has an internal monologue. Hmm. And so the thought... Like when a lexicoder actually hears their own voice as they think things. Yeah. So when I'm thinking, all right, we're going to do a podcast, I, I can hear myself saying those things right. when I'm actually just thinking those well, things. Well, then you know what I mean. Out loud. But an opticoder doesn't <laughs> doesn't hear a voice in his or her head. Rather, it's like abstract images and things like that. So they're seeing things optically or, or visually in their mind. Hmm. Well, you know As what they I am. process things. I've talked to you about You're this. You're a lexicoder. Yeah. I've talked about the little voice. I actually talked to Amanda about it, and I told my wife that you are you yeah. are a lexicoder. I, I knew you were. Yeah. Um, as sure. I as am I, as is most of the population. Interesting. But I found out my wife is an opticoder. She sees images. Yeah, and she does not hear her own voice as she thinks things, hmm. and that blows my mind. Yeah. And so I've just been like the past few days. I've just been asking her like, "What's this like for you? What's it like reading a book?" So like when she reads a book, she doesn't hear her voice reading the words. She sees the images. Yeah, she sees the I, sentences, but she sees like she sees words and stuff. Yeah. But like for me, I I actually hear myself reading it, even if I'm reading silently. I can hear my own voice. Interesting. Yeah. And then we were texting about it later. And she was texting me about it, and I realized that when I read a text message from Amanda, I heard I, I heard it in her voice right. in my head. Right. Yeah. And she was like, "That's so weird." She's like, "I would never." No, that's would not never weird. Hear that. I, don't, I don't think I'm a lexicoder. You're an opticoder. I think so. Yeah. So I've because you know how like you ha- you imagine conversations that play out in your head. Like mm-hmm. I don't hear them. I see them. Oh, I hear that's, them. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I hear them. But see, I'm, 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 I'm an, I wonder if it has anything to do with how you learn, because I'm an I I learn by hearing. So Ooh, I'm a visual learner. Yeah, so I'm not a visual learner. You could show me ten times how to do something. I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna learn really. So I like things that are more. I like um, more abstract things. I'm not really good at like putting things together. But but I when I learn, I'm a audio learner, and so. Like yeah, lectures. I, I love lectures. I can't. I, I have to see images, and I have to be shown something. It's like I can't. Hmm. What even came into, like, we were talking about the music that we like. Amanda is more apt to remember, like, a theme of a song rather than the, the words. Lyrics. And I like, like, um, rhyme and repetition and wordplay and artistic yeah. things. So, like, I'm way more in tune to, like, lyrically the the artistic creativity and lyrics. Yeah. Whereas she's, like, more like themes and music. And so This feels so, like, hmm. NPR right now. 
This is hmm. great. Yeah. Interesting. I just thought that was such an interesting thought because interesting. in my, in my head, as I was thinking and hearing audibly in my mind, my own voice thinking yeah. these things, I was thinking everybody hears their themselves right. in their head. So here's and really, then Amanda's like, you sound schizophrenic because <laughs> you hear voices. I'm okay, like, so no, I hear, but when babies I hear my think, voice. Or do you start off as an, as an opticoder? Do babies like... You can't... Yeah, because like a, a baby's nonverbal, so they can't be... Right. They can't be hearing... Uh, themselves, or do they? <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. Oh, like, what? Nah. Like, do they? Do they say I? I I'm, if they're if they All are right. hungry, are they thinking this of in. a? It has to be. Let's it has ring to this be in. Keep a G. A we bottle. got a lot of questions. Yeah, today. A bottle. Let's, let's ring this in, okay? <laughs> let's ring this in. Well, you know, maybe that can be our next. Is that not what we're going to talk about today? No, I thought that was the topic. No. Oh. Um. Our <laughs> our topic today is politics. Ooh. So we uh-huh. have. That was um, me so, trying to derail the topic. Yeah, so we didn't have to talk about I should have just let you rail oh, right on. Um, so, just a disclaimer for our listeners: um, a few weeks ago, we started to have a conversation about politics after a podcast recording, and Jeremy is overly passionate, I would say, about politics. Yeah, I think that's, true. that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Um, not current events. I don't keep up with current events. So, just you know, some people are not as passionate about. I'll keep it down to a yeah. We're to gonna seven. Jeremy's a seven. Okay, let's do six and a half. <laughs> Jeremy's Jeremy very, has a master's degree in political science too. Do so you like, really? Yeah. Oh, good yeah. lord, that's why. Oh god, he has yeah. a he has a master's in theology and poli sci. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. So that has created the monster that that's is terrible. Jeremy Berry, yeah. right? And I'm and I'm and so the things that I know, I'm not allowed to talk about in general public because you're not supposed to politics and religion. But those are the two things that are fun to talk about, right? Okay. That's what makes life interesting. Well, Jeremy's going to try to dial it back today. He's going to try to keep it reined in. And we're going to, I'm going to do my best not to say anything inappropriate. So we're going to talk about politics and religion today. We are, we yeah. So this podcast the is the two things we're not supposed to talk about. Right. You so I have a confession. I told you all before oh, we started, I have a confession. Um, You've never voted. No, that's not true. I've always voted. No. Always. Um, so growing For up who? in Logan County, <laughs> stop. Growing up in Logan County, um, I always heard, like my family was. Bribes. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> I'm not above taking bribes for anything. Um, growing up in Logan County, like I always heard growing up, our county is very democratic. Like you can't vote, you know, do things unless you're a Democrat. So my family wasn't very political oriented. You know what I mean? Like we knew people who would run for office, but, um, like my immediate family, I can't speak for my extended family. We were not knee deep in bribes or, you know, just anything like that. Are you cold? Oh, geez, I'm sweating over here. Um, That's the nurse. So I was registered as a Democrat in Logan County, obviously, so that I could vote. Oh, wow. And when Jason and I got married, I had a friend go with me to the courthouse in Cabell County. Um, Shout out to CA who helped me out today. Um, She went with me to show me where the courthouse was. You do know CA. Hey, CA. So I was trying to prepare for this podcast this weekend, and I could not remember how I was... Uh, what party I was affiliate, affiliated with. Yeah. And I went to look at my voter's registration card, and um, it does not tell you anymore. Hmm, really? <laughs> so I, I sent CA a text message today, and I was like, hey, let's play a little game. Do you remember how I, you know, what party I'm affiliated with? And, you know, she thought that it was independent because, you know, that was kind of more of where I was at in life, and that's what I thought, too. And um, she looked it up online for me, and I am still registered as a Democrat, which I'm really Whoa! surprised by. So you should vote in the primaries. Yes, I can. So yeah. now I have to 
I would, you should. I would like to change my why? political party, yeah, why? probably. Let's not talk about that. Let's just... We're, oh, uh, we're going to... Well, you brought it up. I thought you wanted to talk we're gonna about ta- it. <laughs> we're going to talk... We're going to let you all answer all the questions today, so. <laughs> I like um, that. So... I'm, you know, I've been registered I have a choice to make. four different parties. Really? In my life. Have you? Yeah. I've, I've been, been registered as I've one been party a libertarian, independent, Republican, and Democrat at some point in my life. I've been... And you're I've always been a libertarian. Have you? Yep, from okay. birth. From birth. From birth. Like, government, leave me alone. <laughs> okay. He was born in the woods. So, <laughs> home birth and everything. <laughs> home birth and everything. So I, I can either vote in the primaries um, or I can change my party and not be able to probably. Being independent, you can vote in either primary you want to. Okay, well. Yeah. But you can pick and choose which one you want. Yeah. She's not independent. I mean, if she no, switches, if I change it before oh, May, oh, okay. I could, yeah. 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 So I really thought that I was independent. Um, but I'll be very honest with you all. Um, you have an identity crisis a little bit with this? I have. I ha- well, not with this, no. <laughs> Just in general. Um, <laughs> so, I'll be very honest. I really, I care about politics. I do. I care about what the leaders of our nation and of our state and of our counties, and I care about what they do. But I am not so passionate about it mm-hmm. that I know all the ins and outs of it. Yeah. And, um... Jason was telling me last night that there's a left and right, <laughs> and I had to download an image to be able to know which was left and right. So, um, so that's why Heather's going to be a little withdrawn from input today. Baker, stop trying to sign to me. Um, I don't know what you're saying. Um, so I'm going to be a little less vocal today and yeah. just so ask what we're trying. Well, in essence, what you're what you're trying to say is we are trying to win you over to a political party. A political oh yeah, party. let's you do are, that. Let's yeah. make it a game. Yeah. Be fun. Okay. We'll get points. Where's, where's the gummy bears? There may only be one direction this is going to go. Yeah. Where's the gummy bears? You each get a gummy bear. I can't for eat gummy bears. They have gluten. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll eat them for you. Okay. Baker will take I your gummy like bears. I only like the pineapple flavored ones. Are there pineapple flavored ones? Yeah, oh, there's the a pineapple one. That's the green ones. No. No, it's the white ones. Oh, they're the my favorite. Ones, the I don't like. Oh, green is strawberry. These are not the normal um, gummy bears. I those love are those. the you normal ones. Thank those you. are the That's German so gummy bears. I don't even know. Universally recognized as right. the gummy Nothing's bear. more German than pineapple. Okay. Horrible. So, <laughs> you're a libertarian. I am. And you are a. Do I have to say? I well, you just asked me and called me make, out, and I told I you I'm a Democrat. This is a personal thing. Okay. You don't have to. Are you really? Yeah. Okay. Baker, what are you? Republican? Okay. All right. We've got three parties represented at the table today. Look at that. That's good. That is very, very good. Everybody's welcome yeah, except, to the table. Except the Republican didn't get a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm not sure what that says, but. <laughs> this I set the microphones up before I knew anything, so. That's funny. Um. So. This isn't live, but we, we'll, anyway, we'll just keep going. We don't set them up one. No, we're not. Yeah. It's okay. He doesn't deserve one. Okay. So, um. We'll get started then. Um, we have a few different questions today. So, um, Jeremy, since you probably know the most about politics, would you agree wow, with that, Will? I'm, I'm already triggered and offended, but <laughs> triggered yes, that's, and offended. Ex- that's exactly right. He does What's, know the most. Um, why are you? Can I ask why you're a libertarian? Yeah, absolutely. That's not too yeah, personal. That's not too personal okay. at all. Um, so I started off as a Republican, and in fact, I still have a lot of. I mean, I, I am a what's called a strict constitutionalist, right? So I believe that you should you have to stick to the Constitution. 
Um, the Constitution is king. It is king. In, Roman, in, in Romans 13, right, it tells us that we are to obey the king, obey the ruler. Well, we are ruled by law. And so the Constitution is the, the law of the land. It is, it, it is king. The law is king. And so um, not the presidents, not the congressmen, anything like that. So I, I was a Republican, and I was deeply upset by some of the unconstitutional behavior of the Republicans and, and, and unconstitutional behavior of Democrats. Now, even though there are times where I will agree with the preference of the law, my preference doesn't need to be law because government doesn't, doesn't need to involve itself in the business of, of, of individuals unless their life infringes on life, liberty, uh, and, and the will of someone else. Now, so case in point, Romans 13, I have to obey the law. Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution tells the federal government what it's allowed to do. There's 18 things. 18. That's it. So either, if I, to me, if I'm going to obey Romans 13, I have to hold the government accountable and those politicians. Are they going to act in accordance to the king, a.k.a. the Constitution? So that's why. It was, it was a convictional thing. Okay. Do you have a differing reason? No. Um, not a differing reason. Um so my my main reason for being libertarian is is a is a propagation of small government um, rather than an increasingly large government, um, and also I, uh, I I just wanted to kind of make a statement because I wasn't happy with the with the Republican candidate, and so yeah, and, and so and I think I think what a small government concept does, which it, which historically Republicans have had, have stood for, right. Um, in, in some ways, in some ways not. Uh, but the when you look at a big government, it doesn't really take into account of what we would call total depravity, that people are sinful, mm-hmm. and the more power you give a few individuals, the more corrupt they become. First Samuel chapter 8, God warns Israel of, of wanting a king because he's going to do unjust things. If you give power to a f- small group of people— um, they're going to abuse that power, right? One of my favorite quotes, Lord Acton. Everyone knows Lord Acton, everyone's favorite. Yeah, Lord. Tough, tough Acton tonight. <laughs> <laughs> absolute power corrupts absolutely. And and that is influenced by a biblical doctrine of total depravity. So the more power you take away from the local and the individual and you give to a small group of people is going to be, they're going to be tyrannical. And that's what the Lord warned Israel about. And it's something that I think I think you see play out in Israel and you see play out in current events. Now, I think that's a good descriptor of why we are libertarians. Right. But but I don't think we could make a jump to say that every Christian should be a libertarian. Okay. Um, no. Or nor do I think any anybody could make the jump to say a Christian should be Democrats or Christians should be Republicans or be independent or, or withdraw from all politics. So I, I think that what what the danger that we need to guard against is finding our identity in our political party. Um so even in um, you asking the questions, the reason I think is a little bit uncomfortable is because we're putting it out there because I, I know that people get very passionate about it. But then also um, another reason it's uncomfortable for me is because I don't find my identity in being a libertarian. Right. right. That's um, good. And, and, and you know what? I think the mistake is a lot of people do find yeah. they their identity yeah. is wrapped up a lot in right. their political party. Well, That's and, good. And, and, and it's not that – listen, you take a Republican from West Virginia and they take a Republican from Sacramento. Right, California. 
the two are going to be very different. Yes. There isn't a thing that all Republicans believe in, and there's not a thing that all Democrats right. believe in. If you type up libertarian, you're going to see people that I highly disagree with. Mm-hmm. So a libertarian, a Democrat, and a Republican, these, these are politi- – now, they're supposed to represent political philosophies. They don't as much anymore. They tend to represent, especially Republican and Democrat, more regions. So like a Republican from uh, New York will have more in common with a Republican from – from California versus because they're more they're not as a conservative state so they're appealing to constituents that aren't as conservative so it usually has to do more with um, with let's say uh, your your the area in the region uh, Mansion for example one of our senators right he is he's pro coal well he wouldn't be able to win pro if he was held that position in California Democrats mm-hmm. in California are not going to be pro coal right. and so naturally your policy is largely dictated on region um, because that's who's voting for you. Okay, so that kind of, um, both of your answers kind of cover um, uh, one of the questions. How would God want us to vote, Democrat or Republican? That was one of the questions. Oh, gosh. So. Vote, vote, vote principle that you find in Scripture and, and, and try to be as consistent as you possibly can. And, and I would say also vote understanding and realizing that the, the, the principles that Jeremy was describing, they're, they're very real, why God didn't want um, – Israel in the Old Testament to, to wrap their identity up in a king. They said, we want a king just like the other nations around us, and, right. and, and God had set up a system of judges. And, and so the plurality was a blessing to Israel, and they removed that from themselves by desiring a king. And so if, if we're wrapping ourselves up in a party, even though we might be voting a plurality, um, we, we, can be, we can find ourselves in a place of, of being guilty of the same sin, kind of wrapping up in one quote-unquote person even though it's a party um and so we've got to be careful with that but um definitely voting our consciences in line with uh what we feel like is best for our nation our our state our counties cities things like that um to the glory of god um but also understanding that that they're not our religious leaders either right and and so there's i think there needs to be a healthy understanding that we vote for people to do the job that they're running for Right, and yeah. you're not voting for high priest. Right, and, yeah. and so like if if we view who we vote for just in terms of um, who says they're Christians, right, then yeah. then yeah. It, it could lead us astray, and so we've got to be careful with that too. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of there's there's so many different realms of that. I, I don't think that it would be deeply unhealth, unhealthy for us to say you should vote this way. Right. Okay, that's good. Um, I actually had two questions that were very similar in that. So, um, does a libertarian's viewpoint mesh with Christianity beliefs? Well, some some don't. So th- th- there are some libertarians. Um, Ayn Rand is a really good e- example of a libertarian whose be- whose philosophical system does not match up. So she holds to something what we call objectivism, and she would say that uh, that um, that that altruism or any sort of um, a self, there's no such thing as a selfless act, right? So, so even even things that look selfless are truly um, are to promote even a feeling of self righteousness. So, I would say her libertarian view is is unbiblical. Um, so, again, this is like saying what Repu- are, are Republicans biblical? Well, some are and some aren't, um, and so right. and, or any political party for that matter. Right. So, some if if you start with a view that that there is that humans are sinful and you cannot trust man to have um, uh, too much power. Well, now you're falling in line with with a biblical concept, right? You have to limit the power that people get because they're depraved. Um, but like, you, what's what's great about it is that our founding fathers knew that, 
Right, absolutely. And and they built a system to try to control that. Does, yeah. It's not perfect, but they built a system to try to control that by checks and balances. Sure, and, and, and not only checks and balances against the individuals, but checks and balances against the mob. If you if you notice, and I don't mean like, hey, where's your Tommy gun? No, that, not that type of mob. I thought yeah. that's what you were talking about. <laughs> but I'm talking about like, like... Join this mob. <laughs> no, so, so it's really interesting. Uh, no individual has too much power, right? You have three divisions of power. You have three levels of government. You have your federal, you have your state, you have your local. You have executive, judicial, um, uh, legislative at all three levels. So not only do you have the power divided up, um, but also uh, you have b- uh, protection measures to keep the the masses from taking over. Uh, do we have a guest? We do. This interruption is brought to you by the lady who cannot find the dentist next door. She's been hollering and no one is answering. And we're back. All right. What, what, what was I saying? I don't know what I was saying. Um, what was the question originally? I have no idea what we were talking oh, oh, about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you have different um, power that's broken down. You're talking about the different branches, right. yes. So now the, the Constitution also protects from the from the mob. So understand that originally the way the I Constitution I think that old lady written, that came in yeah. to the office and interrupted the podcast heard you talking about the mob, and she was <laughs> super concerned. That's right. So Maybe she's, she's um, trying to join the mob. So, mate, hey, we'll take her. Um, yeah, so we're protected against the mob. Yeah, so f- from a, from the group of people from a from majority taking over. <laughs> the um, so I say that in the original Constitution, you you don't the people don't uh, elect the president, right? The the electoral college does. Right. That's a fancy way of the saying the states elect the president. Right. Yeah. Judicial branch is uh, elected. Uh, it's appointed by the executive branch, confirmed by the Senate. The legislative branch, the House, the lower house, and the upper house, um, both of these one is majority uh, of of the people. Uh, in in the area directly uh, nominated, that is the House. The Senate was supposed to be elected by the states, and that got changed later on. So the the, the founding fathers basically said that one half of the three branches at the federal level was going to be a direct vote by the people, which is why we're not a democracy. Right. So even in that system, we are protected from this majority rule, and which can be this mob mentality where you have the majority uh, persecuting the minority. I don't, I don't mean that just in ethnicity, but also in ideas. And so there, there's a protection at all different levels. It's really a beautiful, wonderful document. And we should try following it every once in a while. It's it's helpful. Bye, friend. Oh, she's leaving? No, ladies. Yeah, the old lady's leaving. Okay, so on to the next question. Is there such a thing as a conservative, conservative Democrat or a liberal Republican? Yeah. Oh, I think definitely. Yeah, they're called blue dog Democrats is what they historically been called. I did not know that. Yeah. Why are they called blue dog? Democrats? I don't know. That's a good question. But that's what they're called. So, like, your conservative Democrats. Joe Manchin is actually a really good example of a conservative Democrat. So he'd be a blue dog. He'd be a blue dog Democrat. Democrat. Yeah. He, they now they. Uh, so if you if if I you know meet Senator Manchin sometimes. Like, hey, blue you dog. Know what you mean. I'd be like, what's up, blue dog? What's up, blue dog? He'll know what I'm talking about. BD. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Call him BDM. Right. No. <laughs> blue dog Manchin. Please don't. I'll do that. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. If I ever Rolling right it. along. At Go Mart. Yeah. At yeah. Go Mart. Stop. Oh, my. Okay. So. But, um, I'm sorry. Liberal Republican Arnold Schwarzenegger is a really good example. Oh, right. Okay. So, so like, you, you have. Mansion's more conservative than Schwarzenegger was. I'm just yeah, saying. Like, that's, yeah. That's a good. That's a great comparison. Yeah. But it has to do more with regions. It does. And parties. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely. And, and that's why I think. That's why I think it's so dangerous to just, like, blanket 
uh, yeah. make blanket assumptions when when someone t- tells a party that they yeah. are affiliated right. with to to make these assumptions because you, no, just I, you can't. know I think that is honestly probably I mean I'm sure it's not the best it it may not be the best point that's made today I think it's probably the, the best reminder though you know you can't just make a blank, not, not I mean, everyone is Nancy Pelosi or um you know. Why? Why do you keep name dropping? You. I mean, because it I feel puts like things in frame of reference. Well, like, I guess Nancy Pelosi like is conceded as a, is a, is a liberal or, or I AOC. Feel like gonna, I feel like they're about to start knocking on yeah. the door. And be like, I hear you talking about. Well, it. we've already had one person come in upset. I know. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so how are Christians supposed to handle po- handle politics considering separation of church and state? Okay, so this is probably uh, you want to. Okay, first off, there's nowhere in the Constitution is there a separation of church like and state. I like how you thought about kicking uh, that over to uh, me, and you're like, ah, here I go. No. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well did, do you want? No, he did, I'm going to He do did it. tell you earlier he was perfect, I, so. I, listen, he did say I, that. No, he said he was perfect. But, but this is, okay, so this is one of the mis, most misquoted um, document or, or documents. So this is not in the Constitution, the separation of church and state. This was a quote of Jefferson in a letter to the Virginia Baptists about using the, the Capitol as a church. They were concerned that the that the governor and the Virginia um, lawmakers were going to interfere with, with Baptist dealings. And he said, listen, there's a separation of church and state. Now, there isn't a separate... To say that I can't make laws based off my worldview is is nonsensical and it's stupid. Every law at its core is moral. Um, so what it means, separation of church and state, is that the government is not going to intervene and uh, in religious matters, it's not going to take preference in religious matters because Article 1, Section 8 lays out the non-religious things that they're supposed to be doing, uh, the 18 things the government's allowed to do. By the way, education is not one of them. Uh, a lot of things are not one of them, right, that, that we love and hold dear to. That's the state. States are supposed to do with that. Now, I would say uh, when it comes to what they are supposed to do is protect your right to worship the way you want to. And that can become hairy and maybe something we can talk about, but... Um, the separation of church and state. Uh, you, if you ever, if you're, if you're a lawmaker or voting, you can vote your religious preference or, or with your conscience. You, you ought to. If I'm an atheist, I can't remove my atheistic worldview when I'm making law. If I believe slavery is bad because of my moral conscience, I can't separate that because it's part of who I am. So to say that separation of church and state means we can't make law based off religious preference is the dumbest thing ever, and it's not. It's not what was intended in the. In, Ever. Right. The the intention, the idea is that the the government does not have preferential treatment of one right. religion. That's, right. It's, that's the intention. Yeah. It's not saying I can't make a right. law banning abortion right. or, or, or making a law for abortion. Both of them are moral positions. Right. That come from somewhere. So what's the question? How do we how do we deal with it? Uh, yeah. Just how do you deal with that? Um, deal with politics, considering separation of church and state. Yeah. That 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 is does not apply to how you deal with politics. You should implement your worldview when you think of p- things political it's impossible for you not to yeah the church should shape your views of the state yeah. <laughs> so in fact this is that a would great, be my short answer this is a really great um i feel like you're about to say no 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 i'm not there's a guy named john solisbury who who talks about this in the middle ages that deals a lot with what is what holds supreme the church or the state which one is greater and this is a, a topic that went back and forth in the middle ages mm-hmm. and all the way up to the reformation in fact what, what, what should be more supreme, the church or the state? Yeah. So on the topic of separation of church and state, has the separation of, of church and state been more helpful or harmful towards the church's mission? 
if you look at it in the terms of uh, the non-preference to a certain religion, I would I would say helpful. Uh, Baptists are historically um, like like the 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 group of Christians who have advocated for religious freedoms, um, regardless of whether that's Protestant Christians or or any other religion. And and so like one thing that I think is is deeply helpful for us is is to remember that no government can create obedience in human beings um, to to a holy God. And, and so like that if a, if a state if if a government would mandate any sort of religion, it is not going to uh, bring bring about converts, right? You see this with the right. with the Crusades, like the the Crusades of the Middle Ages didn't generate genuine Christians. It was just people terrified of Christians, mm-hmm. and so um, that is a healthy ideal that um, that we're not going to mandate a religion to people. But I think sometimes uh, we fall prey to just wanting our own religion protected, but not other people's, and and that's yeah. deeply uh, unhelpful. To think that uh, Muslims shouldn't be afforded the same freedoms that Christians are, uh, absolutely, or you know, insert whatever other religion you you may you may encounter, and so um, you know, I've seen I've seen some ignorance of like, well, the Muslims are allowed to do this, and the Christians are being oppressed, or or what what have you, and um, these things are in place so that so that all of us are free, to, we have freedom, um, so that we can pursue a relationship um, with with our Creator. And if, if we don't hold that um, to be true in all circumstances, then it's dangerous for, for everybody. Yeah, keep I, I always say keeping the government out of the of the church and out of the lot, private lives of individuals allows us not only to freely practice worship, but also freely pursue converts. Mm-hmm. Right? If if the state mandates I mean in fact you have you have this in Islamic countries where it's illegal to to convert if you convert right. you you're right. killed right um, and that's not that didn't stem from an Islamic belief, uh, origin right you see that in in middle um, the middle ages as well if you convert to something else then you're going to be killed um, so everyone's been guilty of this usually when they're using the state to protect their preference and so yeah there, there's a um, there's a real danger uh, in that, and you're, I love what you said, right? That you can't. The, there's no such thing as conversion by the sword, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't exist. I didn't say it as eloquently as that, but yeah, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah, or a gun, or gun, any yeah, sort it, of like terrifying weapon, knife. Yeah, jeez, mace, battle axe, conversion Stop. by the yeah, by pepper spray, yeah, strangulation. Ecola. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, the Corona. Okay, sorry. Next question. Yeah. Um, as Christians, is there a is there a more Christ-like way to use our votes when there seems to always be both good and bad points to policies in both political parties? Oh gosh, if I had the answer to this, I would. You know, I would, it all would. Yeah, I, I wouldn't need Jeremy on the podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so. Again, this is where I think you you vote principle, and if if something, so for example, I, I didn't vote the last election. Right, there was no one for me to vote for that I felt comfortable with, so I just didn't vote. So, is that something you feel too well? Like, if there's honestly nobody, if if you honestly don't agree with either with any of the people who are running, I mean, mm. is it better to just not like vote the lesser so of two that, evils argument? Yeah. Like, I'm going to vote to keep a greater evil out, right? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I know some people want to go, well, you have no reason to complain. The reason why I go, well, I do, in fact, have a reason oh, to complain. Oh, man, this it, is how he got all pumped up is, last time. It, yeah. it is. He gets really passionate I about do. Well, when someone says you have no reason to complain if you didn't vote, one of the primary system— No right to complain. Is Right, sorry. That's it, why he's so passionate about it, because he didn't vote last time. The, yeah. the primary system is, is, is deeply broken to where the two major parties are the ones that make the rules, right? Mm-hmm. They make the rules for who's allowed to speak. Um, so a libertarian candidate, for example, can't speak in a Republican— uh, or, or it can't can't come to the uh, stage unless they – it's an almost unrealistic, unheard of um, have to be, Don't they support. have to be like polling a certain yeah. a certain right. rate to be able to, to be there's in a, a debate of, or there's something? There's a lot of different measures. That's, that's one of them. So like that's deeply unhealthy, I feel like. It is. Like it's if you, you have to have a certain amount of popularity to be allowed to debate. Yeah, right. to be um, able to have a – But I also right. understand you can't let everybody debate. You can't let everyone. Right? <laughs> I have no problem chaos. making measures. Right. I, mean, I, I have yeah, no problem with that. But each each election, it is in the benefit of the Republicans and the Democrats to keep out other voices. Sure, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's no accident that you know two party system is a word that's thrown around all the time. You, you could it, now you could do uh, how many people are registered to a particular party. Those who are registered, if they have a lot of people that register to it, they get a voice. Yeah, you could do that, but but then that's that that's that's problematic because right. you have an independent. Like you, I mean you. You now are going to be dividing votes. How many ways. parties are out there? Oh, a lot, tons of parties. I thought there were like, tons of parties. Like, lots, lots, lots. No, you, yeah, you, hundreds you, or thousands. Oh, probably not thousands. I bet you. you I mean, there's probably hundred. You go to politicalone.com. Yeah, I, think political I love one. that website. Uh, and you can get a yeah, list of each political there. party. I go there every week. You have a party that's <laughs> that's strictly like there's some parties that are stupid. There's some that's like. The marijuana free party and all they care about is smoking pot. Like that's all they do, and they yeah. they don't Single get much issue done. Single issue party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't worry about the anything else. The most important one of our day. Yeah. Can I right. get high? <laughs> Their theme song is what's that song? I want to get high. It's I want to get high. high. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they come out to every year. Yeah. Um, At the oh, debates, now, now they're now not that allowed. Theme song's that. gonna be in my head all day. So and yeah, I hate that song. I, yeah. So I. In all reality, like you have a reason so to complain because if if the principles, if constitutional principles aren't being argued or debated, and that, and you don't have an option for your conscience, to me, it's not better to vote against your conscience. I wouldn't tell anyone to ever do that. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, the idea of lesser of two evils, I wouldn't want to vote against any evil. That would be my option. Right. Um, and so, I'd say stay in your ground, stay in your principle. It's you know, in the fact, the more you vote for the the lesser evil. The more that pub that party says, well, you know what? It's propagated. Yeah, right. th- that's okay. They obviously liked it because they don't know that you're voting for the lesser of two evils. But they can track. Wow, a lot of people just refuse to vote. So that was my mindset um, when when I left the Republican Party. Yeah. Was was it was more for me that I wanted to make a statement that I was displeased with the political the party, party that yeah. I was registered as. So like I wanted to, I wanted them to see. Uh, like an exodus from the political party, so that was that was me kind of trying to follow my own conscience. Yeah. Um, but and you've had the republic. I mean, you've had a lot of public Republican individuals who, um, I mean, there's a reason why I, I find it fascinating. You have a lot of uh, Republican candidates that are no longer about conservatism or big or small government mm-hmm. at, at all right. anymore. Right. It's, it's hard. It's hard to find. Right. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's important for us to remember that no political party has a corner on Christianity. Like like no yes. political party is like we are the definitive Christian answer for everything. Um, and and it's sad that I, I see a lot of Christians that feel that way though. 
Like, mm-hmm. like this is this is the answer for every all of our problems. And well, I yeah. think I think there's a lot of ways that people think if we can fix our political system, our culture will be fixed. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, the political world is a reflection of the culture, right? Because right. it's a it's a yes. it's a representative de- democracy. Right. So they are literally representing what already exists. Right. The, the what if to me you you impact the culture, then you impact the politics. Not people reverse. will vote better if if they become Christians. I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> so like if you get what I'm saying, like like we 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 put crazy people in office at times because because we think with depraved hearts and if we if the church does this job of evangelizing there will be more voters who will stand up for justice and truth um than than those who are standing up for evil. Yeah. So interesting. Good thoughts. I have I have some thoughts too, but you want to keep them to yourself. I am, yeah. Okay. Cause it, it, yeah. Okay. How are we to trust, follow, You're and not sub- repping the Democrats very well? Just for the record. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want. It's not my intention to do that today. Okay, good. I am the host today, and that is nor all. nor are we trying to really rep the libertarians. No. no, I'm no, not. You all- Listen, there was a, the last libertarian candidate was horrible. Uh, Gary Johnson, I thought was I didn't like him very much, and. Um, besides that, the Libertarian Party sucks is, is just in, in across the board as far as how they organize stuff. I'm sorry, they do. They they uh, they don't put up serious candidates and organizational. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know what's wrong with them. But the party in of itself has so many flaws. Trust me, I am I am not advocating you anyone to come to the Libertarian. You'll find yourself just equally frustrated, which is kind of where I'm frustrated with everything. Yeah, that's like I just you know what I'm just done. I'm done with politics. No, you're not. No, you're not. I you're, sit around and think about it. Maybe you should run for. That would be horrible. I, no I one agree. would agree with me. I agree. Let's. Be, I mean, <laughs> let's. It'd be like. I mean, like everyone likes Ron Swanson as a character on Parks oh, and Rec until he's and he's like, yeah, let's ban that. Let's ban that. Let's ban that. Helmets and speeding or uh, speeding. Uh, who? Federal government. Leave leave us alone. Like yeah. No like right. no one really wants a Ron Swanson. Yeah. Yeah. No one really wants everything to be banned. That's true. Okay, so how are we to trust, follow, and submit to a government who seems to be wanting to change God's ways? Say, say that one more time. How are we to trust, follow, and submit to a government who seems to be wanting to change God's ways? They're public servants. Submit to the law. So I, I would say the Bible doesn't necessarily call us to trust and follow as much as submit. Um, so yet trusting the sovereignty of God, not trusting in the political regime— so, so we trust in God's sovereignty, and and we follow God's decrees. Um, the submission is 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 just a byproduct of of trusting that God is in control. Yeah, and and I would say that Paul's writing. You know, when you look at the New Testament, these were kings and princes and and people with the the political the politicians. They, they were, were far more oppressive to Christians than than where we find ourselves in America. Ab- absolutely. But, but that was the, the system, way. too, right? That, that's the system. The, the, the right. system that is existing now is that these are servants of the public. So we kind of have this idea that they're rulers. They're not. They're servants. The, the law is the king. We are, rule, we are a people ruled by law. So I don't have to submit to a public servant. They are to submit to the law. Now, if they pass a law, I unless it's deeply right. if they unbiblical. Make a law, that's what you're so, right. supposed to right. That's submit what I to. submit to. That that is law. Right. Now I think it's a little hairier when it. What if the law is unconstitutional? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would still submit to it. I would just publicly denounce it. Denounce it. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Un- unless it's something that is like, you know, you can't share the gospel. Well, then you don't submit to that, right? right. You, you know, yeah, if um, it's clearly you know, persecution-driven. Yeah. But or... let's say taxes. Like, I think our tax system is is unbiblical. I think I think it's a bad tax system. I think it's unwise and and sinful. So, but I still pay my taxes. I don't not, not pay taxes because I disagree with it. The IRS is just terrible. It is terrible. That's it should, not on top. Not in Article One, Section Eight. Nowhere in there should that exist. Okay, well, that's not on topic today. You are doing really good. We have five questions left. You, you've answered. I could talk a lot about the IRS. We <laughs> We're not. Um, I have an, I have an, account, an accounting degree plus a poli sci degree. Talking about the IRS, everybody would. You love have an to accounting degree. That. Yeah. Okay, so but here, here's here's what this is the conversation that. that brought it up was uh, is some taxation sinful and, and some taxation bad? I didn't ask you that question. I know, but this is a good one. No, you should I submitted have, is that question. You should submit that question <laughs> anonymously, and it'll be sent to me, and it'll become a question. Um, so no, you are doing really well answering these, Baker. You don't you top nothing. It'll, it'll go to me, and I'll delete it. My question came to me yesterday. <laughs> My, my question yeah. came to me yesterday. Okay, so um, how do we deal with the corruption and misuse of power that's within our government? Uh, this is where you vote to not give so much power to individuals, to, to a small group of people. If they if they don't have that much power, so what you do is you start voting small government. You try to remove power from them. That way it's not that, – that's the point. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And so you try you, – you vote in a way that reduces power in the hands. And no one trusts politicians, which is why I don't understand why people keep voting in a way that gives them more it, of yeah, their money and gonna... power. I don't understand it. This is what Jeremy was getting at when it was like – when he was talking about it's a two-party system. Democrats and Republicans have, a, have such control on the elections in general that um, un- un- unless that changes, it'll, it'll always just be those two choices. Yeah. But that's a that's a big thing to change. Yeah. And, but it's happened before. I mean, we've had – so outside of the Democratic Party, right, you've had they, – they've been there since the, the beginning. The Whig Party. You had the Whig. You had the – I the, love the Whigs. Actually, you know there was a party called the Know-Nothings? Yes. You love the, them. I wouldn't – that's a – if you're going to start a political party, don't go with the Know-Nothing. That's I could not, go with that party. Um, <laughs> Know-Nothings. But the, you had the yeah. Know-Nothings. You had the Whigs. You had the National you know, Republicans. You know what this sounds like? It's like when you're in elementary school and your teacher puts you on dodgeball teams and they're like, hey, pick your own name. And it's a bunch yeah. of like eight-year-olds picking their <laughs> own teams. Like, we're the Know-Nothings. Yeah. Like, hey, we're the Whigs. Blue yeah, we're, you had, you're the Federalists. They're, they're one of Except the original that parties. That's no yeah. eight-year-old. That was George Washington. That. He was and John John Adams. He's a Federalist. <laughs> how long? Um, you may know this. I have no idea. How long have we really operated with the with the two-party control of Republicans and Democrats in America? So the Republicans have been around since what? Eighteen fifty-six. Right. Yeah. Eighteen fifty-four. Actually, I think. Um, somewhere but, around there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, you're looking at me like I'm going to correct you. I don't. Yeah. Know. I know it's somewhere around there. So. Yeah. So so that so Abraham Lincoln, right? He's he's right. the first Republican president. Right. Um, but yeah, you, you have, uh, so, but before that, right. You, you had different, I mean, it, there's sometimes you've had three parties. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Martin Van Buren ran as a third party candidate once you had, uh, you had a couple different people run as third party candidates. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Republican party started off as a third party candidate actually. Really? Yeah. So okay. who was your favorite president? Ooh, that's a, that's a great one. So, um, the one that acted most constitutionally, though he has a he has a blip on his on his. So I like Thomas Jefferson a lot, um, and uh, but he had that Louisiana Purchase, and he recognized that this was unconstitutional, that he did not have the authority, uh, nor did the government, to buy a bunch of land, but it was too good of a deal to to to, 
to pass up. Um, so he, he actually felt super guilty about that, uh, about breaking the law. Um, I liked him a lot. Uh, I, I, I liked him a lot. Like, he was around. I, yeah. I, I, loved, I, liked, I loved how things were when Jefferson I, was in office. I, I, like, I like Reagan's rhetoric maybe more than his actions. I think he had some great rhetoric. But that's not that's not saying that he's a hypocrite. He's, I mean, he he's part of one, he's part of one branch, right? He can't, yeah. You know, you can't. It's hard to judge an administration on one individual. It's like it's it's a football team, right? You can't say, oh, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna judge the quarterback apart from everything else, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, but but I like yeah, I like Jefferson a lot. I think he was, I think he stuck to his convictions, and, and John Adams, too. He's a good Federalist, undervalued president. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah, so you have to go back to the founders to, to really find what they really like. <laughs> so if you well, you had Reagan in there. I did. I, I, yeah. I, I, he had some good rhetoric. Yeah. So, Will, can you name just one favorite president instead of No. I know. 15, I, went, I went a little 15. bit Leslie Nope there. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Um, so I, I admittedly have not studied political history. Okay. So for that reason, I know very little of politics before I lived through it. Which limits me to uh, Clinton and forward. But so, so honestly, so, you take Clinton though. I mean, I was I was alive for Bush uh, yeah. Senior, but yeah, I was a, so I was a child. Old Hickory is one of my favorites. Old Hickory, okay. Yeah. Is it, is old Hickory. Is Andrew Jackson? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, yeah not because Hickory, of his policies yeah. or anything. Yeah, just he killed. A, he was yeah, killed a lot of Native Americans and yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, old Hickory. Yeah. I mean, no, I get it. He. So, you know, he got, I mean, he... Had, one of my favorite facts about Andrew Jackson is when he won the presidency, he got a lot of criticism for this. He had a party on, on a, at the White House, the front lawn, but it was a bunch of, like, drunkards, and it was like it was like a not like a prestigious party. He was like, like, the, he was like the people's president. <laughs> That's yeah. not why I like him, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've learned a lot about you. Was like, I would have been invited this. to that party, and that sounds like a banging party. I've yeah. been hosting that party. <laughs> That's my favorite kind of political party. Hosted. <laughs> Kegger on the White House lawn. He also, you know, he had a, mm-hmm. I think why I like Andrew Jackson. He also had a, a saying, uh, I'll butcher it, but he didn't trust a man who spelled the same word um, the same way, uh, like within a letter. Like So he, he, when you ever read his stuff, he'll spell politics three different ways in the same letter. Oh, wow. He was a really, he was a really bad speller. And I I d- no, I, he really you was one of my favorites. Like, I, I loved that he. can't stand him now. Like, I really, <laughs> I, I really liked that he was so tough and stuff, but I, yeah. I, he really wasn't one of my favorites. That's okay. So... I don't know that I have a favorite. I, I really, seriously, I, I really like some things that Theodore Roosevelt said. <laughs> yeah, old Teddy. <sighs> I, he, one of our first progressive presidents. Not a big fan of him, but you know, he's there. He's there. Honest Abe is probably one uh, of my favorites. He's kind of a racist. I, he, I have issues with the he Honest was, Abe. Yeah. He was a. He was very much a racist. I mean, I know this is something we don't think about Abraham so, Lincoln. This was something was. that the yeah that, that I actually had no clue about. And then Jeremy started like reciting history books to me about views of Abraham go, Lincoln, and yeah. I was just go, like, go read. He just like ruined Abraham Lincoln for me. To. Go read the stu- uh, Stephen Douglas no. Abraham Lincoln debates. They had seven debates. They actually what set the precedent for all the debates that we have today. And listen to what Abraham Lincoln says. It's horrible. It's horrible. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so I really was devastated a few years ago when I found out. A few years ago, I'm 32. It was a few years ago. I found out. I found out Benjamin Franklin wasn't a president. He was not. Yeah. He <laughs> was a founding he wasn't? father, though. He wasn't. <laughs> he was a founding father. He was a founding father. But Ambassador. Yeah, yeah. He was. He, he discovered was. electricity. He also right. had a lot of venereal diseases. 
<laughs> Did he? Apparently, according to some. Did he have wooden teeth, or is that that was Washington? That was, well, actually, he didn't have wooden teeth. He had teeth from his slave's mouth. He used to pull oh, them. Oh gosh, why would you? Washington tell me that? did. Yep, he would take it's his. Not wooden teeth. That's nope. a myth. He would take sl- teeth from Jeremy his slave's mouth. And he saw would. it. Now he stopped doing this after the French and Indian <laughs> War. After serving with them, he said he would. And, and he, I'm and telling he repented you, of that. I'm telling you, if you spend any amount of time with Jeremy, he will ruin your idea of history. What you think you like, know about you history? Think is a good person and stuff. Thanks, well, Jeremy. they're all sinners. The people that are propped up, they're all as, sinners as great well, know, men. Which is why the federal government shouldn't spend any money on statues. Like it's a waste of taxpayer money. This is I, oh. man, I could amen uh-huh. that to make, all day. To make uh, relics of, of sinful people? No. Listen, Chief Logan deserves that statue. I'm still trying to Chief Logan, Chief Logan is. We had this conversation <laughs> before. Uh, she's I a Logan know. girl. Don't oh. don't go down that road okay. with her. Settle down. I feel like I this is like Pawnee. Like the Chief Logan is like there's yeah. like murals of <laughs> right. like. There there those are at uh, um oh at Point Pleasant. Oh really? Yeah <laughs> yeah. There's like a mural on the flood wall of like Natives killing Native <laughs> Americans. Yeah, Holy. there really is. It's just like Parks and Rec. I have a picture oh, somewhere gosh. on my Instagram in front of it. Yeah. Okay, we have four. Yeah, I'm against all public art. Federal government shouldn't spend any money on any of that. <laughs> okay, that let, was. Let let art or statues or anything like let let if art's say, good, people. Okay, okay public art. You mean in a sense of like I thought the you government meant like art in public. Art. I was yeah. like, what's your problem? No, he's not I'm saying like... art in public. He's saying the government paying yeah. for art. No. no tax money towards any of that. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. If it's any good, someone will buy it. <laughs> Let the capitalist system. Yeah, let, let capitalism do its thing with, <laughs> right. when it comes to artists. Oh, my gosh. You know, okay. starving artists. And well, no, because the government – this is true. The taxpayer mm. – tax money has gone to uh, a, a – the Mary, the Mother Mary, being made out of elephant feces. Um, tax money went to put that in a museum as well as a cross put into a jar of uh, the artist's urine. These are some examples that tax money goes to because of the corrupted tax system that we have. I think if we knew, I, if we knew everything that tax dollars went yeah. to, we would. Oh, you'd be furious. Oh, there's be furious. there's a, an infinite amount of things that is just crazy. And by the way, you you there is they actually report have a report every year on the waste in, of money. You can they make a report, you should go look it up, read it if you ever want your blood pressure to go through the roof. And, and and when you read that, why would you, I want my blood why would we want, to go? I mean, it makes you more aware of the tax system. Like this progressive tax system we have is so broken, and the fact that they say, "Well, we should take more of your money and give people more stuff," um, not not more money from from. He's getting real amped yeah, up again. Pro- your property. I'm going to take your property mad. and I'm going to give it to other people. He's, very He's talking about property right now. now. Yeah, well, that's I mean, money. Money's my property. Art, money is my property. I own my labor. Taxes. Yeah. Property. Public art. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting frustrated. I just, just what's the next question? I actually, went down to I got as mad as you are recently. You remember I went down yeah. to the courthouse because yeah. our, our church was taxed. So you yeah, yeah I went right. down to the courthouse to stand up for our church's right to be to be tax exempt because we were taxed. No, we, I, thought we, it was, I thought it was wrong. We've talked about this before. I have an unknown percentage of my life, right? I I, I don't know when I'm going to die. I have an unknown percentage of my life that I give to labor. Mm-hmm. So this is why John Smith, the economist, says you own your labor. That is your property. Whatever right. you get in return for your labor is your property. We've, we've used this as an illustration in sermons. Right. So, yeah. so if I am, if I get, uh, if I give an unknown percentage of my life uh, to labor and I receive money, that money represents an unknown percentage of my life. So when the government takes it without permission to me, um, and they take it and and waste it, they are they are that is a, that is a sin against me, right? That is theft. No, it is it is thievery. What's the difference between the government doing it and a, and, a, and the mob coming up going, "Hey, give me your money," 
and you'll be safe. And if you don't, I'll imprison you. It's the same exact thing. Okay. And I mean the mob this time is my Tommy gun. They do do some nice things, too, every now and then. They get them elected. It's uh, nice things. Jeremy's tore up. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on, Jeremy. Okay. Deep breaths. Just saying. Are you deep breathing? Property taxes is nothing but... Can you take a a deep breath for me, please? (laughs) I've I've already bought the house, and now i got to pay rent on it, or they're taking it away from me. This is property taxes. All right, I need you to deep breath it, okay? (laughs) Deep breath it real quick, okay? I'm good. All right. We're good on Tom. I don't have to go anywhere right now, so... Okay. We're gonna get through these last one too. Right, I gotta go see Shelly Coleman three, again. Four. <laughs> <laughs> Baker, counseling. go ahead and email her for an appointment. Yeah, please. set up a counseling appointment for it, Jeremy. Um, oh, we God. need to make sure we pay her for last time too. Yeah. Um, is it okay to not like the government? Is it a sin? <laughs> <laughs> this is. Oh, a, uh, did you make that up? No. <laughs> That was a perfectly. Timed I know it question. was, wasn't it? I'm, I'm trying. Like I never make, I never plan to go in order with my questions, but I always kind of just oh, like go with the flow of conversation. Wow. So yeah, I mean, um, we've got four yeah, more questions. There's tons of times we don't like the government. So is it a sin to not follow or agree with certain laws that seem to go against bo- the Bible? No. Okay, so so let me, let me, let me, if it if it clearly does if it goes against the Bible, then I would say no. Right. Okay. So I would say. Unwise laws you can dislike, you still have to obey. Right. Um, I think that, uh, and you have to be able to discern between the difference. Laws that require you to sin, those are the ones you're exempt from. Right. I, the tax system is an unwise law, right? Right. It, 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 uh, you're not committing sin by paying your taxes. Right. So, Give the Caesar what is Caesar's. Right. So that's Please don't why. talk about taxes again. I'm, no, I'm, I'm aware. No, that's a good example, though. Like, okay. that's, that's what Jesus, you Did see you Jesus paying taxes? Okay. I'm Go. like, man, I wish I could pay my taxes like Jesus. Yeah. By fishing, have a cool. Oh, you, you should send in uh, whatever I find. X in, amount of money of fish. <laughs> I'm, next time I go fishing, whatever I find in their mouths, that's what I'm going to send in. Oh, that's. <laughs> I thought you wanted to pay with fish. <laughs> or that. Here's sixteen hundred pounds of fish. That's okay. how much I owe you. So yeah, I. I you, so is it okay not to like the government? A- absolutely. Um, there are oppressive governments in the Bible. Now that's not to say God doesn't use them. I think God. You uh, listen. So Romans thirteen calls government a, a deacon of God. So it is, and God is, is, he is sovereign. He uses Egypt to enslave his people so he can rescue them. He uses Babylon, he uses Persia to, to he uses the Greeks to discipline his people, to draw them back to himself. Um, he gives, I, I, so yeah, I, I, he uses the government for his, right, for, for what he uses yeah. it for. And for that's not... Wants. That's not to pump up the government. That's to pump up God and right. his sovereignty. God is sovereign over all things. And, and quite frankly, I think what you see is when a people move away from the Lord, he gives them an ungodly government. I think it's. I think many times it's a – not always, but many a times what he installs over them uh, is something to bring them back to himself. Yeah. Okay. Should government play a role in marriage at all, since it's a religious institution? No. No. Article 1, Section 8, the federal government should have no, it, it does not mention. So Ar- Article 1, Section 8 in the Constitution says what the government can do. Article 1, Section 9 says what the federal government can't do. 10 is what the states cannot do. Nowhere in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, which is the federal government, uh, says that the government can be in- involved. Nowhere does it mention marriage. But marriage is by the state. 
It, it is. So, but, but what I'm saying is they've wanted to pass an amendment making dealing something with marriage. Now, the state itself, state governments, should they, if it's in, the law, if it's in their law, okay, um, I don't think it's a wise thing. I think uh, it, is a, it is a holy institution, and I think if the government got out of it, then they wouldn't have to worry about the right situation to say, well, it's someone's right to get married. You don't have a right to get married, by the way. If, if, if I'm not someone anyone wants to marry, then I, the government cannot <laughs> provide me a spouse. Right? Um, Maybe they should. If I'm undesirable. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're if I pay my taxes, can you make sure uh, I can get married? You're only a two day? out of ten. Sorry. No, I don't got anything for you. So, so, the, uh, so yeah, you, that, that's, a, that's a free market system, whether or not you can find a spouse. Um, now, when it comes to whether the government should, I, I, I just I don't know why the government's involved in marriage, state or federal. I think, I think um, not, to play taxes. Too, not to play too much of a devil's advocate, but I think the reason oh, that the, the government – The reason the government gets involved in marriage is, is because of the, the dealings. Taxes are part of it. Yeah. So, like, how are we going to tax a household? Yep. Um, and so if you have people cohabitating that aren't married – um, and because marriage was a lot more common at the founding of our nation than it is today, mm-hmm. um, a lot less cohabitation without marriage. And so, like, there's tax implications. There's also, like, societal implications, especially when you come into, and this is another argument, whether the government should have any any um, influence on insurance, but who can have insurance policies together, things like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some of these. So, one, the individuals get taxed more than married couples, Right. Yes. So, so the government shouldn't care. Like they get more tax money if you stay single. That's so, true. Yeah. So, sec- secondly, when it comes, to, I've heard a lot of people say, "What about divorces?" Well, if I, if me, if I have a business and I am selling strawberries and you're selling little toys called bashams, whatever, right? Hammers, yeah. right? You're, I'm selling, Hammers, yeah. right? And Bashams's we start a business like together. We're making jam. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh um, man, jammers. So it, I, to make a contract with you, I don't need the government. Now, if if one of us breaches the contract mm-hmm. and we need a third party, that's when government gets involved. Right. So for two people to get married, when there's a lawsuit and judge, right, and, yeah. shouldn't require uh, the government. Now, if marriage has a divorce and you have stuff that's be split up, then you can bring government involved. Yeah. But for the people to be married, you shouldn't have to have government. I don't want the government's involved anyways. Um, so yeah, and you and I even have to have licenses to marry people. Right. So we, that have kind to, of we have to obtain a license from the state nonsense. so that we can pronounce that people are man and wife. So, so that kind of goes But along. it is a really cool thing to say at the end of a ceremony when we get to say, by the power vested in me. me. By the yeah. state of West by Virginia. By the state of West Virginia. I say so that, by God. I, I don't say by the state of West I say by God. God gave me this ability. Wow. Yeah. Wow. State what of West Jesus Virginia. Yep. Um, so the next question kind <laughs> of goes along with I feel convicted every that. time I say that at a wedding now. <laughs> yep. The state has no power. All right, ready? Listen to yeah. this one. It's a wordy one. Could the government apply the fiscal and legal benefits of marriage to those who have been cohabitating or are in a domestic partnership and leave marriage recognition to relig- to the religious body? Well, Jeremy left. Uh, yeah, Jeremy took a bathroom break. Um, so he, he didn't want to answer one's this on question. You. Great. This controversial one falls to me. Um, could they? Yes. Should they? Um I, my personal opinion would be maybe. <laughs> so I, I would I would have no problem leaving um, marriage, the 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 covenantal side of what marriage is, which is a covenant between one man and one woman for for their lives. I would have no problem leaving that to the church, whether that's the Christian church or whatever religion someone is a part of, um, while also making 
making room for the government to acknowledge it for tax purposes and what. So a lot of a lot of what this is going to come into is like gay marriage and does the government recognize uh, marriage between two men or two women? Um, and so, I it 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 would not threaten my view of traditional marriage if the government recognizes that two men can be married or two women can be married. Like like what the Bible says still stands. And so it does not threaten anything with the church, in my opinion. It's God's word is not going to lose because there's a policy change. So um, it wouldn't bother me for for those for the for the IRS to treat two men who live together as a married couple. Like the IRS can do whatever they want. So you and I believe the marriage is a holy institution, yeah? Yes. So I believe it's a holy institution ordained by God. If I want it to stay holy. The last thing I want to do is hand it over to a secular government and say, hey, can you keep this holy for me? Exactly. They're not going to. Right. Um, so, therefore, I don't care what the government does. They they could pass a law tomorrow saying marriage is— I already be- say that's not marriage. Yeah, right. Even though, even though the government right. might say um, two, two men who are married is, is marriage, I, I already say that's not marriage. Right. No matter what the government might call it, that's not marriage. I teach my children biblical marriage, right. and the government couldn't pass a law that I would follow that would that would— Teach me to, for me to teach it any differently, right? So the short answer is like, we're, we're going to do what the Bible says, and we don't care what the yeah, government. This this is where does. the this is where the church. When you look at the two spheres of power, the church and the state, this is where the church reigns supreme on issues of biblical how to interpret biblical things, mm-hmm. and this is where the church has no business. Mm-hmm. The state has no business. The state, yeah, yeah, state. Whoa, yeah. now government. All right. This is the church's business. Yeah, but but. I think the other part of the question is would it would it threaten the church, or no. should we like rally and so stand I, up against it? Well, what I do if, if the I government am, says we're going to give rights to cohabitating people outside of biblical marriage. Well, I am concerned something that I, that I think should be on people's radar. Uh, no, I think Notre Dame, like a Catholic university, was uh, I think sued. Uh, they were, there was a lawsuit uh, because they would not hire a Muslim professor. Now mm-hmm. they don't receive tax money; it's a private school. Yeah. So at what point do Christian schools and churches even, if I, if I deny someone, um, say you can't work at New Heights because you're a gay Muslim, um, then you know the, I, I'm, I'm going to get sued for discrimination. Right. Well, yeah, and there's no way we should be sued for that because right. it, it violates our beliefs. We've yeah. got them written down. Like it's clearly not what we— That goes for the church or if you make cakes. Like, all, all, right. like you, you should be protected. Right. See what I did there? I cited— a case. Good job. Thank you. Okay, last question. This will really taxes, put the icing on the cake. Taxes, be about taxes, be about taxes. Yeah, go ahead. War in the Middle East has <sighs> always had ties to politics. Is the role America has taken on, especially with the Middle East, is it just, and is God okay with us defending our country and our freedoms? Man, that is one of the hardest questions. Um, truly, so I tend to be I tend to be more hawkish than most libertarians. Um, be more what hawkish? What's that mean? Ha- okay. That means I tend to be more aggressive in foreign policy. Oh, I thought that meant you were like a hawk and you were no. flying so up you have, in the you sky. So you have doves who are like, oh, don't ever fight anybody. Uh, I tend to be a hawk, meaning <laughs> I don't think I think other nations respect strength, and I think uh, what. So there's there's a saying, right? So you say you're more hawkish than most libertarians. Yeah, most libertarians are very much very like passive. Passive, yeah. I'm not. Or dovish. Or dovish. Is the synonym you would use for passive. That's exactly what I would, okay. I would say. Right. Dovish. Weak. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I would just say, I get, I get why. They, I get why. Yeah. Um, 
there, there are unknown consequences. Um, it's called blowback, right? When when you go to war with the countries. Mm-hmm. Um, when when we remove Saddam Hussein, the reason why George H. W. Bush didn't do it at first because it would make Iran a regional power. So when he was end up removing, that's exactly what has happened. Um, and you have I- the Iranian influence. The Iran and Iraq, for example, were, were both enemies of each other, and so they kind of kept each other at, at bay. And so that's why George H. W. Bush didn't remove him in the first Gulf War, right? Uh, so I think there's a there's some strategy there, um, but is it is it biblical? Um, so the government has a responsibility to protect its people, right? They are to protect righteousness, they are to punish righteousness, but they are also ordained by the and they're given the the ability to use the sword or the gun, knife, or strangulation hands, right? Right to protect its people from from harm. Um, now. I think this gets into some really gray area like when it comes to preemptive strike. And there's different theories, different war theories. Um, preemptive is this idea, do I have to wait till someone's going to punch me before I punch them? Especially when it comes to um, like just carpet bombings, uh, right. a, a region that's going to result in innocent lives being taken and, yeah. and whatnot so, so as well. The, right. That, that, so you have what's called the just war theory, which means when I'm attacked, I have to act in a way that is – you know, it's a just response. So if someone, for example, if, if Will plucks me in the ear, I'm like, well, man, now I'm going to, you know, shoot you in the face because you plucked me. Like, that wouldn't be a just response. Mm-hmm. So, like, if someone attacks um, – uh, so some some people – I actually I completely disagree with this, but I'm just going to give it as an example. Someone – the 9-11, right, the terrorist attack 9-11, we went and, and uh, took out two nations. Someone mm-hmm. would say, well, that's not just. I think it's completely just. Um, yeah. But – that is a good example of of someone maybe who say well that that that's too much of a reaction to the action that was yeah, done. Right. Um, now, so you have yes, yeah, so you have just war theory, you have pre- uh, a preemptive theory, um, uh, and I think honestly, I think the government has the. I don't think there's anything wrong with preemptive strike. I don't think you have to wait. I would never tell my child um, if someone threatens to hurt you, let's wait till they hurt you before we act. That's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, right? You don't want you don't want carpet bomb. You know, when you right. hear people say, I'm going to, and this is where I think foreign policy can get dangerous for Christians. Let's turn that desert in, what was that? There's oh, that was, who said you don't that? Have to, you don't say who. Okay, I won't say yeah, who, yeah. but there was a there was a politician that um, that was a professing Christian. Yes. And uh, and was ta- and was asked about the, the love of Christ shown to your neighbor, and he talked about that. But then they, they asked, well, what about um, nations that harbor terrorists? Yeah. And... His response was, "We'll carpet bomb that place till the sand glows." Right. Um, so that, I, and I told Jeremy that I was uncomfortable with that response, not because of his foreign policy necessarily, but because of his his just like flippancy with it. Yeah. Like it, there, if if that is your policy, you ought to have, especially as a Christian, it's dangerous. You ought to have a heavy heart with yeah. that. Like yeah. It, yeah. it's horrible that we have to take these measures. Yeah, so I, I would say the reason why I think Christians need to Not an excitement look, that the sand is going to glow in the Middle East. Right. When, when Christians look at foreign policy, one, they have to understand the government has the right, not only ordained by God, but also the constitutional right to declare a war and to protect them. That's why they're there. Um, against force, foreign uh, threats and, and domestic. Now, I, there is something that should be added. As Christians, we need to remember that we are part of a multinational community. Mm-hmm. Right? This is something that was promised. Um, Isaiah talks about it. Uh, Chapter 2, um, he talks about uh, the, 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 that 
the Gentiles, all people are coming to the, the, the hill of Zion to be to worship the Lord. Um, all the, five tells us that every yeah. nation, tribe, and tongue will be around the throne. Abraham, father of many nations. Mm-hmm. My, I have brothers and sisters in the Lord who I don't know that are in those sandy places. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we go, oh, they are Arab or they are fill in the blank of whatever nationality. Therefore, they are not me or they're not, I don't care about them. I think, I think we, we lose sight um, and we forget I'm a Christian first, first before I'm anything else. Mm-hmm. And so I have brothers and sisters there that I care that we should care for and should break our hearts if they're hurt, if they're children. Cause these Absolutely, are, yeah. So I think that's something we have to take into consideration. And we have missionaries that we have sent to them. Well, I mean, goodness. Of, I American mean, missionaries that we have sent to reach them. Even if they places. don't believe like us, you know, I mean, just the human decency, like you don't want innocent people. Yeah, right. to yeah. be. I mean, you know, we're. we're we know a, that we know that happens. It does. Yeah, it and, does. And listen, I mean, and it it and honestly probably a, can't be stopped. It can't you know be what I mean? because, because right. some of them, especially the the terrorist organizations who who are cowards who use hospitals. Yeah, they and places use. Like yeah, that. they like, use. Yeah, and I mean, they they I think they probably even bring innocent people and surround yeah. themselves with they innocent people do. just so that yeah. it'll look bad on the other person. Mm-hmm. So that um, because that it's one of the highest forms of evil. Yeah, absolutely. So. But, but I, listen, I think when you look at what the United States has done, um, there's one area that, like, when it comes to foreign policy, where there is, when you when you kind of say, you can demonize foreign policy really easy. Because you can go, well, what if we didn't do that? And then you can make up the hypothetical world that would exist, mm-hmm. which is just a waste of time. Um, but when you look at, has, has American foreign policy always been good? No. But when you when you look at what and how many people have been freed. I mean, you take Japan. We could rule Japan if we wanted to. Like, we were there. We, we took over their nation and then gave it back to them. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Iraq. Um, same thing with Libya. Same thing. And that was under Obama, right? We took out took out the, the nation, took their leader, killed their leader. And, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is a um, – America has gone through great measures to, I think, in a, in a large way, make the world better. Now, we might say, well, our interests – well, yeah, that's their responsibility. The government's given – it isn't to be – it's not to be the world police, but it's also not to make the world better for everybody necessarily. It is to protect and bring about peace for the American people. That's their job. Um, and so I, I, there's areas of critique, but when it comes to foreign policy, I, that's that's a hard area of when to go to war. And But know that your government has the biblical right and the constitutional right to do so. That's good. Okay, I have one last question, and it wasn't submitted. So, you know, we all have social media accounts, um, and we all see daily – um, we all see daily where, um, people are using their social media platforms to, um, talk about politics and what they stand for and stuff. As Christians, where do we need to draw the line in, um, when we're offended by something? Um, because this is a public platform. It's not like we're all sudden, you know, the four of us are in this room, you know, just privately talking. This is something that's public. Yeah, this isn't private. People, yeah, this is not private by any means. Like, yeah. anybody can see it, especially if you don't set private. I mean, people can still see it if you even have privacy. So as Christians, what would you suggest, um, you know, and I'm sure that you all have seen people, and I'm sure you all have even wanted to speak out publicly, like, even comment oh, on these things yes. just because it's so... Just especially ugly Jeremy. and wrong. Especially Jeremy. But, yeah, I'm so gets, proud no, of him. It, it, he it really hasn't. I've never ugly. seen him post anything yeah. ugly Social media can get very ugly, especially yeah. I wish we could skip 2020 and 2024 yeah. and 2028. Like th- yeah, because that's when it gets ugly. Those election years, uh, especially presidential election years, are rough. They're rough. terrifying yeah. for a pastor. Um, I average two minutes a day on Facebook. 
Yeah, really? that's the best thing. That's um, good. Is, is just I'm stay away from it. it. But so so we actually have a social media policy for the leaders in our church, um, and the main thing that we ask of them is to not post anything that they they know will be controversial, and that they do not take out. Um, they 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 do not engage in argumentation in the public. Uh, in the public square. So gotcha. what the reason that we get that and how we base that is out of Matthew chapter 18, when Jesus talks about if your brother offends you, he says, go to them in private and talk to them. Well, a comment war on Facebook is by no means private. Right. Um, and so if someone says something that is offensive to you, I think biblically, if you, if you transpose that into 2020 and how we communicate, uh, we're not going to the city gate and arguing. We're not going to Facebook and arguing. What ought to be done is you go to that person individually. So you're, you're either messaging, phone call, grab coffee, something like that, and you're you're talking about your differences rather than um, publicly blasting each other through a comment section. Hey, if if Facebook causes you to sin, what should you do? Cut it, Cut off. it off. There you go. Yeah, that's and be my, um, be my. if yeah, if you're repeatedly just getting angry and and fighting and um, and there's all that, then it's it's better to just step back from it. Um, and and I think it's also um, social media is easy for us to just forget about uh, because because someone's not in the room with us. It's easy for us to forget about the motivations of the people Absolutely. that we disagree with. Um, so in our church, I thank God that our church has Republicans, Democrats, and at least two Libertarians in it. Um, <laughs> and, and I thank God that, that our church is politically diverse. And the reason I thank God for that is because I think it's a testimony to the world when they see different political ideologies, different views on how war should be handled or how taxation should be handled or, um, or immigration or all of these political issues, when, when we can disagree on those things, but when we can come together and say, we agree on the gospel, we agree that Jesus is Lord, I think that is a testimony to an unbelieving world that, that Jesus is alive. And so I would just say, make sure your social media reflects that as well. All right, I think that's a good place to drop the mic. All right, if you guys have any other questions about the conversations and questions we've um, had today, just make sure you uh, submit additional questions through the podcast, um, through the app, the New Heights app, um, and that's uh, under Ask a Question, and you can choose to have that answered through the podcast. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 